Good evening, Dumb Nation, episode 299. What are we talking about tonight? We're talking about the Ukraine. More importantly, Russia. And some signs that I'm seeing that can possibly change warfare as we know it. And is Russia executing their plan exactly the way they want to? We're going to talk about that tonight. I will be right back after these messages. Navy veteran Matt Spear presents Don't Unfriend Me. Brutally honest. Experience matters. Facts, not feelings. To the point. And always direct. No safe spaces. You can agree or disagree. You can love him. You can hate him. Just don't unfriend him. Sit back, relax. Don't unfriend me starts right now. Once again, thank you for stopping by. My name is Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me. Welcome to the show. Amy and Leroy are on 830 Eastern, Monday through Friday. We have our live show there, which you can join, call in, talk to the other dummies, and it is a good time. Stop on by and do that. You can also follow me at Don't Unfriend Me Show, all social media sites, except for Twitter and Getter, which is at The Dumb Show. A little bit different, but you'll figure it out. Just do a search for Don't Unfriend Me. Last but not least, you can stop by don'tunfriendme.com, where you can find shirts, coffee, and all that other stuff if you want to part with your money. Go capitalism. All right, let's get into the show. I appreciate your patience. First, how poorly the Russian forces have performed thus far has been a surprise to me. Perhaps we can draw a parallel with the Winter War, where the Russian aggressors performed poorly against the Finns. You see, the Finns were defending their homeland, and the Soviet troops had little motivation to die for the conquest of Finland. But Russian morale in the Ukraine may be far worse than Russian morale in the Winter War. The deep historical and cultural connections between Ukrainians and Russians makes this aggression something closer to fratricide. And I'm sure that even Russian troops are disconcerted about attacking Kiev, which, after all, is the original capital of the Rus. Secondly, how ambitious Putin's strategic goals appear to be. He could have stopped at recognizing the breakaway countries of the Donbass and moved his military into those regions. This probably would have been popular at home, acceptable to the world, and perhaps brought Ukraine to renounce joining NATO. Instead, Putin seems determined to seize all of the Ukraine, east of the Dnieper, and impoverish the western half since the Dnieper is the economic lifeline of Ukraine and against Poland, which is awfully dangerous. This seems to be imperial overreach. The invasion isn't going very well, and the region would require an occupation that would be vulnerable to asymmetrical warfare. Stalinist-scale oppression and terror might suppress rebellion, but seems hardly feasible in the current era without significant domestic blowback. Third, how small, inexpensive, handheld weapons such as the Javelin anti-tank missile have proved to be so devastating against Russian armor. This and other technologies that have emerged in land, sea, and air warfare suggest that the age of ever larger and more expensive weapons and the platforms they are may be over. Bigger is no longer better, it's just a bigger target. The United States Marine Corps has already jettisoned its tanks 
and I will bet that all of the Western military services are taking a close look at their heavy armored vehicles, aircraft carriers, and $80 million fighter aircraft, and reconsidering whether their cost is justifiable against small weapon systems that cost one fiftieth as much. A Javelin missile cost 175000 Russia's most advanced tank, the T-14 Armada, cost $3.7 million and has a crew of three people, and is easy prey for the Javelin. The battlefield has changed in the era of World War II-style assaults with heavy tanks, artillery, and aircraft may be over. Fourth, the poor performance of Russian forces and equipment coupled with the apparent scope of Putin's strategy may lead to a failure that could imperil his reign. Putin's daring and bold gamble to establish his legacy as the savior of the Russian empire may lead instead to a resurgent Western alliance and economically weakened Russia. The failure of Russia's strategy to establish hegemony over Europe by controlling its energy supplies, a closer alignment of the former Soviet states on Russia's western border with the European Union and NATO, a Russian regarded as a pariah state rather than a respected power, a humiliated military and financially weakened oligarchy, and therefore enough internal resentments to depose the Tsar whose overconfident strategy has failed with possible devastating consequences for Russia. Fifth, how Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has emerged as a great war leader, electrifying his people in the world, a master of social media while Putin remains bunkered, sour, and out of sight. This is most remarkable given that he has never held public office before, was a television comedian and held a degree in law, and is Jewish in a country with a long history of vicious anti-Semitism, and yet has galvanized and inspired the nation under terrible circumstances. If someone had written this as a movie plot, it would get laughed out of the script reader's office as too implausible. And yet, it's true. Most importantly, we are seeing why the Second Amendment is the most important amendment we possess as a people. How will Democrats argue with this now? They're cheering Zelensky, and they're cheering him on as a giant and a hero, and are glossing over his country's corruption and extremism within their military. In its stead, they're heralding his countrymen as heroes, and armed heroes to boot. Borders are for them, and not for us. Healthcare, when they are elected, and not for us. Oil is bad on our soil, but good from Russia and the Middle East, and guns are good when it suits them for personal protection and not for us. Do you recognize the pattern now? Every NRA ad should have these talking points to hang over their heads the next time Biden or Beto O'Rourke espouse about a gun grab. Because if we have learned anything over the last 10 days, any government or foreign adversary may just decide it's our turn to surrender our rights, our liberty, and our inalienable right to protect ourselves from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Folks, thank you so much for watching the show tonight. I appreciate it. If you liked what you heard, great. Stop on by at Don't Unfriend Me Show. Type it in Google. You'll find all my social media. If you didn't like it, do it anyway and take pity on me, and then you can just leave and never come back if that's really what you want to do. I will go out like I always go out with the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. 22 veterans commit suicide a date is way too many. Please do me a favor. Let's reach out. Let's make that phone call and get them the help they need. Mental health is physical health. 
traumatic brain injury, PTS, anxiety and depression are all very real, and the Veteran Crisis Hotline can help. It's free of charge, it's anonymous, and if you are not a veteran, all you have to do is make that call and they will find someone who can get you the help you need, even if you didn't serve in the military. Folks, that's it for $2.99. I will see you live in 32 minutes. Wow, I've got to get this cut and posted. Have a wonderful evening. God bless. And remember, we can agree, we can disagree. You can love me, you can hate me. Just don't unfriend me. Good night.